Welcome, everyone, to episode 164 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and we're continuing the theme of the last two episodes. 162 was my best of 2018. Uh, 163 was me just playing some tracks from the year who... The tracks I thought were really good, but maybe the albums didn't stand up to some of the ones that I featured during 162, and basically this episode is a continuation of that. So, strap in, buckle up, and hope you enjoy this episode before... We jump on into things. Just want to remind you guys to go to MarsAttacksRadio.com. You'll find all the great links to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe on social media to uh, the Facebook, the Twitter, so on and so forth. I also want to tell you guys to check out TalkingRock.net, which is where I'm posting news uh, all the time, doing reviews and new releases and a bunch of different things. On Mark Striegel's site there. And um, yeah, there's going to be some new and exciting things coming for the site shortly. I can't say much more than that, but just stay tuned and we'll have some some information shortly. So things are being worked out right now. But uh, yeah. Um, also, I want to bring up real quick, uh, guys, research article 13 this is something that the EU wants to pass. If so, it's going to change podcasting. It's going to change YouTube. It's going to change the internet as we know it for people that are living in Europe or people that say, well, I don't give a fuck. If you're a podcaster and you got fans over in Europe, uh, your shows might not be available. So, uh, or may no longer be available unless your material is 100% you. If you you do reviews on YouTube, you could be barred from using images, album covers. You could be barred from using snippets of songs, so on and so forth. There's a lot of different shit that's going to be going down. If you do video game reviews, those are all going to be done and gone with, basically, because what the EU is going to ask is for people to pay to use, you know, snippets from video games and and other things. So, um, check it out and, you know, help, help spread the word. And, you know, we don't want article 13, couple that with net neutrality and they're going to fuck the internet up for all of us. Anyway, let's jump on into things. People know that I've been a big proponent of the band, um, White Wizard, one of the bands that came out of the whole White Wizard thing is Monument, which Peter Ellis, who for those of you that don't know, helps design belts for the WWE and for a bunch of other uh, wrestling promotions out there. He's the lead singer of Monument, was the third lead singer in White Wizard, and the name of the album that they released in 2018 was Hellhound. Let's get into... The title track, and and I gotta tell you, this album almost made my my list. Um, there's a lot of good material on here, and they do Maiden better than Maiden. <laughs> I listened to this, and I was thinking, man, had Iron Maiden have released this album, I would have been drooling all over it. 
And I would have promoted the ever-living shit out of it, which I should have done with this album, but due to, you know, everything that I had going on in my personal life, I couldn't. I couldn't give this this album the, you know, attention it deserved. But I'm doing it now. Check out Hellhound. It, it's on all the different streaming services, and you'll be able to find it um, in your, hopefully in your local record shop there. So if you have one. If not, check out Amazon. They got it. Uh, anyway, Hellhound. We're going to go with the title track, Hellhound. Check it out.
speaking of White Wizard alumni, you have Jake Dwyer and you have uh, Joseph Michael, who have the band Witherfall. This album is really cool also. Um, The tracks that are good off of it are great. And it was another album that almost made my, my list. Fell short in the end. Thought that some of the other stuff that I featured was a little bit stronger. Not by much, though, man. It was a strong year. That's why I hate when people start to say, Oh, no, no good new music comes out. Then you really didn't check. <laughs> you know, you really didn't take your time to check out what was coming out. The name of the album is A Prelude to Sorrow. And it's not short, and it's got a lot of really nice long songs on it. So, again, we're going to go with the track Shadows, track number six off of the album. This is Witherfall.
I so wanted to get into this next album. I really love Zeitgeist. I know that a lot of people, a lot of diehards don't like the album. It's probably too heavy, probably their heaviest album. So it's probably why I like it the most out of all their albums. Uh, Listen to it still all the time, all these years after. I think it came out 10 years ago, actually. But uh, the band is Smashing Pumpkins. They got James uh, Aia back, and they got Jimmy Chamberlain back, and they have their longtime guitarist. uh, Sorry, I didn't look up his name. But he's the guy that's been in the band the longest with Billy Corgan at this point. And I wanted to love this. And there are very few things that I really like on it. Knights of Malta is just such a bad track, man. It's just a, such a bad way to, to kick things off. The, the, the tracks that he comes up with for wrestlers, the theme music and whatnot is great. So I was hoping, you know, we'd be going in that direction. But I guess, you know, the heavy is just subjected or just kept to this track, which is Marching On. So let's check this out off of... Shiny and Oh So Bright, Volume 1, No Past, No Future, No Sun, from Smashing Pumpkins.
I dig that track. I mean, when when in my opinion, when they have it going on, there's very few people out there that are very few bands or very few composers like Billy Corgan out there. Problem is, <laughs> it's not always on, in my opinion. But whatever, plenty of fans out there that love what he does, and I love that track. Next, someone who was very odd for me to interview. Um, I don't think he got the concept of what I was doing. I interviewed him for the Classic Albums column, and it was, all right, give me your opinion on this. Um, Give me your opinion on Led Zeppelin 4. Great album. Okay, anything else you want to add to it? Nope. Okay. So it was was like, Jesus. (laughs) What what I got myself into here? Uh, Anyway, this is Ross, the boss. And this is a track that I know of thanks to Mark Striegel and Talking Metal. One of those tracks that you hear it and you get the chorus stuck in your head for days. This is Among the Bones coming off of By Blood Sworn by Ross the Boss.
little Ross the Boss there. And up next is little Avatar coming off of Avatar Country. If you don't know anything about the band, they've released a bunch of different... Um, damn it. Now the... Ah, uh, the, the word slips my mind. Concept albums. There you go. And the name of this album is, I just mentioned, Avatar Country. And this has got a lot of pretty cool tunes off of it as well. I enjoy this. This is probably my favorite album by the band so far. Name of this track is The King Wants You. <laughs>
some red dragon cartel again similar deal where had a few cool songs that i liked but it just kind of came short when comparing it to other albums a lot of friends did some pretty cool interviews this year with um with jakey lee a lot of insightful stuff that i've always wanted to know about uh that that was asked and that was answered and uh i'd I'd say congrats to Jason Bacco of Covers and Fire, but he's one of those guys that whenever you say, hey, great job, this and that, I get crickets in return. So I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't appreciate my kind words. Bacco, I love your show, man. But respond to people when they when they write you, especially if you start the fucking conversation. <laughs> so there you go. This is Crooked Man coming off of Patina, Red Dragon Cartel's second album. Let's check it out.
Corn lead singer Jonathan Davis released, some people are saying his first solo album. I guess it's his first studio solo album because he did release a live album that included deeper Corn songs, covers, and tracks off of the Queen of the Dead soundtrack, which he originally recorded, but his label wouldn't allow him to release, so it was re-recorded with other singers, although he appeared on some of the tracks as a, you know, doing backing vocals and whatnot. But um, this solo album, actually heavier than I expected, really neat because it mixes a lot of different things, has kind of nothing to do with the live album that was released that... Uh, had like a lot of different like acoustic aspects to it and a lot of like percussion and things like that where this is you know a straight ahead hard rock or metal album because it's definitely heavy sounding um all comes down to how you how you rate things or whatever i think it just sounds cool so the name of the track is walk on by the name of the album is black labyrinth by jonathan davis Thank you. 
right, so I'm not the hugest black metal fan, but I can appreciate what a band like Behemoth does, and I always tend to like tracks off of each one of their albums. This song is no different. I mean, this song is just so cool. Um, for anyone that just thinks that black metal is just screaming or, or whatnot, um, the musicianship that Behemoth always bring forward, I think that they're always trying to push the envelope and do things a lot different. Well, I'm not saying a lot, a lot different, but, you know, they're just not the run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter band that just does the same shit over and over again. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, the name of this track is uh, Bartzabel. I hope I'm pronouncing that right because I'm not, like, the, you know, <laughs> the best at uh, pronouncing things somehow. But the name of the album is I Love You At Your Darkest. Was highly anticipated. I know it made a lot of people's lists. Song is really, really cool. Check it out now with me right here. And if you like it, pick it up. Use the links in the show notes to do so or listen to the track or the entire album for that matter on your favorite streaming service. This is Behemoth.
Moth is a band that I wrote about during 2018 for TalkingRock.net. And they mix Sabbath with female vocals. I mean, it isn't your typical female vocal, you know, stoner type bit. At least not to me. Uh, like a lot of that, just the female vocals sound very bluesy, sound almost like Janis joplin and this is something different. So I, I really enjoy this because it stands out. The name of the album is Anatomical Venus. name of this track is Istra by Black Moth.
not approve of those heavy ass drums. That kind of takes things to the next level for me as well. Um, we're going to wrap things up with one last song here. Want to thank you guys for checking this episode out. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope this makes you check out some of these albums and, um, definitely check out some of these tracks support the bands you love once again pick up their albums buy their music stream their songs and there's plenty of streaming options out there now so i know that people are jumping around from spotify to to different things and i'm on title myself so i'm getting that for free (laughs) so my isp is giving that to me for free for two years so so i will continue using that Anyway, we're going to wrap things up with Ishan. Um, it, it sucks because, again, I've been a huge fan of his solo work, especially the last few albums. And just this album kind of fell flat for me. The drum sound kind of isn't there for me. It just, I don't know, man. But he's he's a fucking genius. There's there's no other way of, of me putting it. Uh, the name of the album is... Amor, I believe it is, AMR, and the name of this track, this is actually the lead-off track, it's Land Me the Eyes of the Millennia. Thank you for listening, check the track out, and we'll see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. See ya!
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 